Welcome back to Sky Sport Radio. Michael Guerin joining you for On The Pace this morning. I hope if you're, like most people, still on holiday, things are going well. And if you're having a bet, we have on the harness racing front, Goulburn this afternoon. So we have a slightly different take on New South Wales harness racing this week. A lot of our usual dates aren't happening. We'll talk about that later in this segment. We're going to try... And we are going to try, but we may not be able to get Amanda Turnbull on the phone this morning. She's heading to Goulburn. She's in a slightly tricky reception area. And therefore, if we can't get her, she does apologise, but she is the driver to follow there today. First of eight at Goulburn goes at 18 minutes past one. You may remember on the show last week, we had young Cameron Hart, who's an outstanding young driver in the ranks in New South Wales. He suggested to us his horse to follow for the holiday period was Bacardi Barmaid. Well, she actually starts today on the first on the card. Drawn one on the second line, but she's in race one today, and that was his horse to follow after a recent trial. Uh, she's only small odds, seventy, but maybe a multi-starter for your day if you're getting involved with the hounds, with the gallops or sticking with the harness out of Goulburn. Just checking, we've got Amanda on the phone now. I'm not sure we're able to get her, so our apologies if we cannot. The reason we're trying to get hold of her is not only is she driving for her father today, Steve Turnbull, with a couple of winning chances, she has a couple of ex-New Zealand horses. One of them, who will be the hottest favourite of the day, is Wattle Bank Lass. Also drawn one on the second line, in race six, went to Menangle last start and finished third in a very strong three-year-old race on that occasion. She's only a filly. That time she, after a win at Bathurst on her Australian debut, chased home expensive Ego, who's a proper horse, in a 1.51 one mile. That's an awfully quick time to be dropping back to Goulburn today. One on the second line is not going to help over 1,710 metres. But I would suggest Amanda being Amanda, she'll get off the markers at some stage, get around them, and she looks one of the bets of the day, or at least a multi-contender. You can run through race one, number nine. I did speak to Amanda this morning before she got on the car to travel to Goulburn. She suggested her other best chance of the day was in race eight, another one she trains herself, in Vigoroso. That's race eight, number three. So... Even though all three are short odds, you could go the multi today if you're sitting in front of Sky and wanting to have a little bit without getting too involved. Race eight, number three. Race six, number nine. And race one, number nine. Three of the horses to follow there today at the short odds. But those horses coming out of Menangle races heading to uh, Goulburn are going to be awfully hard to beat today. Just talking about New South Wales harness racing for this week, um, it's a very unusual week because we've had a bit of a bounce around of the different days. Usually we would race Menangle on a Tuesday afternoon. That happens almost every Tuesday for the year. Actually, no harness racing in New South Wales tomorrow, so Menangle is not on. Then on Wednesday, we usually head to Bathurst. Now, that's not happening either. We head to Penrith this Wednesday. That's usually in a Thursday night time slot. They have the night meeting on Wednesday night this week. And on Thursday, we'll head to both Parks and Albury for their night meetings on Thursday for New Year's Eve. So if you're a regular harness racing follower and you are hoping 
to be betting at Menangle, Bathurst or Penrith on their usual days. Just be a little bit careful. Keep up with all the information on harness.org.au. Just check we haven't been able to get Amanda on the phone. I think that's a no, so disappointingly, but she was good enough to talk to us this morning and suggest that Vigoroso and Wattle Bank Lass were her best two. And the reception's a problem there. Um, also, later in the week, on Thursday, which is, of course, New Year's Eve, they have a massive meeting at Melton. Now, the big gun there is going to be Lock and Barat. He was sensational, winning his thick bread semi-final last week. He'll go around a dollar fifteen. We'll talk to David Moran, his trainer driver, tomorrow on all the pace about the Vic bread series and when we expect to see Lock and Barat, who won the Chariots of Fire here in New South Wales last season. Or this season, I suppose, because the seasons have changed a year on year. We'll talk to him about when he's coming back, what he plans to do, whether he's got the water on the King of Swing after beating him in the Victoria Cup. So he'll be joining us on On the Pace tomorrow, since we have no New South Wales harness racing, to discuss his plans, of course, with the news coming out that the Miracle Mile has been retained at $1 million and therefore now becomes the big aim for all the big names. Also on Thursday night, for the harness racing fans, we have coming out of New Zealand, it's the Auckland Cup night. Now, that's the second biggest harness race of the year in New Zealand, after the New Zealand Cup, of course. That's a twilight meeting, so the Auckland Cup will run about 5 o'clock uh, Sydney time on Thursday night. That'll feature Spankham, who's last year's Miracle Mile champion. He'll be the favourite for the Auckland Cup. The barrier draws for that today. There'll be 12 in the Auckland Cup over the two miles from the standing start. There's four Group 1s on the card, four on the card on Thursday night coming out of New Zealand, including the next round and the rivalry between Sunday Sun, Bolt for Brilliance, Majestic Man and Temporale. They'll go around in the trot after most of them clashed last week at Cambridge where Majestic Man was too good. News coming out after that race that he may well head to Melton for the Great Southern Star. So for your Harness Racing Week, a slightly altered Harness Racing Week. And then we're going to head to a bit of good stuff out of New Zealand on Thursday night with the Auckland Cup. So the odds for Goulburn are available today. Those three for those who are looking for a little sneaky multi to just get the adrenaline pumping for the day. Race one, number nine. Race six, number nine. That should be the race of the day because Waddle Bank Lass is against Tact Fergie. So good race there. And race eight, number three. All the odds are available on tab.com.au as are some of the futures markets for those Vicbreds. Tomorrow, we'll talk to David Moran about all things harness racing. For now, though, we'll head back to Luke Marlowe. Uh, Luke, nice to work with you, albeit remotely, for the first time <laughs> in a long time, mate. Hope the, uh, hope the hosting's going well at this crazy time of year with dates and race meetings and all sorts of things. You wake up in the morning, Luke, you open the paper and you go, oh, we're off to there today. Uh, yeah, good morning to you as well, Mick. It is, it's weird times, isn't it? I'll tell you what. Uh, the remote work, um, it has its pros and cons, but um, just feel a bit handcuffed, don't we, mate, at the moment? Look, it's... It's a lot of fun, but it's one of those things that I say to people on punters' tutorials all the time. This time of year, you can't be in every race. What you need to do is yep. you need to basically pick out your three or four for certain days because you just drive yourself crazy, and if you don't do your research, Luke, you can end up Spot not on. backing the horses you want to back 
because they get away on you. So I think even more so than usually in spring when Randwick comes out on a Wednesday afternoon, you've got your three or four days to look at them. Pick your two or three. Make sure you set your race tracker. So therefore, the horses that you do fancy come up on your computer. You can do that on tab.com.au and try and keep on top of them, Luke, because nothing worse and checking the results after a day at the beach or a day with the kids oh, sick at feeling. the mall and going, oh, no, I forgot to back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Race no. number one. So that's the oh. tricky part of the season. As you know, it's a, you need to be paying attention and not try to conquer every mountain. It's good advice, Mick, and you're a great judge yourself. So um, certainly I'm sure a few of our listeners would take that on board. Um, just on Christmas, mate, um, did you have a good one over there in New Zealand? Mate, it was fantastic. Christmas Day was great. I actually had my first day off in months. But uh, we had Boxing Day races at... At Ellerslie, which was quite remarkable. Um, Jamie Richards trained six winners at Ellerslie. I saw he trained that. six in a row. And that's oh, really? never been done in Ellerslie's long history. Now, Ellerslie is New Zealand's version of Randwick, of course. Um, you know, it's, it's imposing to think you could even train six in a row. He only had representatives mm. in two other races, and they ran second and third in a group one. So his domination now... I've been doing gallops for about 30 years. His domination's getting to the level, Luke, which we've never seen in New Zealand galloping before. He has the huge TR cow machine behind him, but he also has New Zealand's two best jockeys riding for him, Danielle Johnson, who's now his girlfriend and partner in life, and Opie Bossom. So it's becoming extremely dominant, and when they head to the sales at Caraca, which start on January 23rd, I've probably got seven or eight million to spend because David Ellis's boss is so good at syndicating horses. So it's really hard to see where a premiership challenger is going to come to for Jamie Richards. And we're on the cusp, it's probably already started, of maybe a domination which could last five years or a decade, Luke. So it's quite mm. remarkable to see it all unfolding. I'm on a galloping show over here tonight called Weigh In. Jamie will join us on that show. and. Anybody who's a bit bored on a Monday night, it'll be up on YouTube later on this evening. So you can watch a bit more about Jamie Richards, of course, the man who back on February 29th trained a Group 1 double out of Randwick with the now-retired Tiago Shark and Probabil, who is heading back to Sydney uh, in mid-February. Well, Mick, it certainly won't be boring to, uh, tonight with you hosting it, mate. Well, actually, we've got a good host. We've got Emily Bosson hosting, which will be better. Oh, right. She's, she's significantly saner than I am. But, <laughs> but I'll make sure I put, the, uh, I put the pump on Jamie and try and find a couple of winners. By the way, look, just talking about New Zealand racing. Yeah. The racing at Rotorua today. Now, there's mm-hmm. a horse being backed off the map in the next race at Rotorua in half an hour. Open mm-hmm. 4.20 last night. It's 2.20. A Baker Forsman horse. And it's up against a Tiaka horse of Jamie Richards. So that's one of the great battles. And uh, fair to say that the money has come for the Baker Forsman horse like we haven't seen in a race in New Zealand for quite some time. It's in half an hour's time. Wow. Uh, 11.25. First starter too. Front, yeah, front man. Well bred. Uh, out of imposingly, front man versus uh, Valenciennes, which is a, a um, Tiaka horse. So that's going to be really interesting to see whether they can hold that horse off. But did speak to Andrew Forsman. He was pretty confident that they would be hard to beat with frontman. So maybe for people looking across the ditch for an early luck tester, frontman could be the one to go because it's actually a half to the former good New South Wales filly in opposing glass. And, of course, the two-time Group 1 Australian winner, ATC Oaks winner, in Bonnevale. So very, wow. very well-bred horse frontman in the next coming up in Rotorua in half an hour.
Outstanding, Mick. Uh, well, we appreciate that information, and we always appreciate you, mate, uh, with your segment on On The Pace. Uh, you're a freak uh, across all codes of racing over there in New Zealand, um, plus the shows. Do you ever sleep? Yeah, look, I'll tell you what I did do, Luke. I cut out, I cut out sport. <laughs> I'm a huge <laughs> cricket fan. I just, I just stopped watching it. I just said to myself, if I'm going to do both codes, I don't you wouldn't have time. I don't try and kid myself, do I? I cut out the sports. So, Luke, for me, it's the gym and the horses at this time of year, and who knows, hopefully if the world opens up in winter we get a time to relax. But at the moment, mate, it's a great pleasure to be able to play all the radio shows, all the TV shows, and all the stuff we get because you're talking about great stories about some really yep. cool people. So, mate, it's, it never feels like work, Luke, as you know. Well said, Mick, and great to chat. Good on you, brother. Talk soon. Mick Gearan there from New Zealand. He's a good man and uh, a good judge. He's uh, just pointed us in the direction of Rotorua, race three, number one, a first starter for the Baker Forsman Yard. Look forward to following that horse's progress today and beyond. We'll break here on Racing HQ. Other side of this, Brett Kavanagh will join us.